as you may have noticed, I just dropped the April part two Let's Review episode 2023. And also at the end of it, I give a little, not so little, explanation on what's going to happen next for that section of the channel, as well as for the upcoming months in 2024, for things are going to be a little different. So therefore, I wanted to share a bit more about that. And as the April episode beautifully introduced news article that directly related to the happenings for the next coming year, instead of you having to listen through an hour and a half of my rambles on pretty much old news, but we still also do touch upon the current events, of course, as you do when you record something nine months later, added here as well as a little shorter burst of information on what's happening, what led up to it, and also what you can expect next. I thought I'd just put this out there as a for whom it may concern and also as an indicator where this channel might or might not be going for the next few months. So I hope you all continue to tune in no matter what the content's gonna be. No matter what, you will still get me in whatever way, shape, or form. Do feel free to accompany me on this journey to review the shit, shoot the shit, cut the shit, talk some shit. Maybe help us learn to give a shit. That's a lot of shit. Oh, is that my new motto for 2024? <laughs> it's still early. I'm gonna put it in the maybe pile. This one kind of struck a chord with me and is a very illustrative article to lead into my next section and also to wrap up this episode. So yeah, it was an article about discrimination at work stating that one in 10 employees feels discriminated against at work. Employees are mainly discriminated against on the basis of origin, skin color, and nationality, but also age discrimination and gender discrimination. And the part that struck a chord with me was that not a word on discrimination due to disability. With that one, I got a bone to pick with you. The exploitation that I have experienced as a highly educated person with a physical disability, I have learned the hard way that it does not matter whether you are highly educated or educated or not, whether you're a woman or not, although that one probably didn't help either, neither does my Arabic name, no doubt. But apart from that, we all know this and research again and again confirms that this is the case. And apparently without even counting us, it's already one in ten. There's a lot of people, people. So what annoyed me about this article was that not a word was mentioned about people with disabilities and we are one of the most discriminated against. And we are the ones that I think in addition to migrant workers are the ones that get exploited the most. And people don't know it. People don't even seem to feel bad about it. Our government actually promotes it and enables it. But why should I be treated differently than any other co-worker with the exact same credentials? They wouldn't, but they have. They have always treated me differently to the point where I now, well, it's not just that, but that did not help. That was one of the major disappointments of my life. I had convinced myself if I would just get a high enough education, they would finally, finally see me as an equal or value my input as at least somewhat of a equal playing field that I was allowed a seat at the table, a voice at the table. But no, as I have learned, no, I don't. And I kept making that my issue and my problem. And I've stopped because it says everything about you and nothing about me. I know who I am. I know what I have achieved and I know what I have to offer. The fact that y'all don't see that and took advantage of that for as long as you have was because I had a lot of unresolved issues, but I'm resolving them. And no fucking way will I ever, ever allow myself to be exploited ever again. That's for damn fucking sure.
Now, this particular article was a great introductor to this next section, as April 2023 was also the month that I broke. Like, I mentally broke, ironically, on Ascension Day of all days. I was already struggling with burnout for a while. I thought I'd gotten better. I was finally able to switch back to child services, the sector that I, ever since graduating, tried to get back into, as it is was the place where I felt I could do the most good, where I wanted to do good. But that turned out to be, as you may have heard in my previous episodes of reviewing 2023, proverbial straw that broke the camel's back, for that was a very unhealthy work environment that I did not, could not get out of before it was too late. And incidentally, it was a former co-worker of mine that as I started to tell her more about my upbringing, that she said, the dynamics that you describe in your family are a lot like the dynamics here at work. A light bulb went on in my brain, and I realized that in my work environments, plural, I had been repeating the dysfunctional patterns of my family life, resulting in a very unhappy Layla. Not getting taken seriously, gaslighted, boundaries were treated as suggestions, felt overlooked, ignored, not good enough. Anywho, she made me realize that this entire sector is that way. Exploitation really truly is the name of the game, and that is for anyone and everyone that works in this sector, but add to that having a disability, it is times two. The government even encourages it by allowing employers to just drive me for free for at least a month, but it can be extended to three and in extenuating circumstances, six months. As in, the company doesn't have to pay for me. The government pays me minimum wage. I was a university-educated person. Plus, these were all, especially in the early years, jobs that I was overqualified for. Quite demeaning. And even then they tried to stretch it and they came up with the most ridiculous, in their heads, insights. But basically, just full-on ableist, bigot, fucking rude suggestions that my disability would somehow hamper my capabilities, even though I had the degree and the proof that I actually, you know, know what I'm doing. I mean, one person actually had the insight that the psychological assessments would be compromised due to the fact that I had a disability because clients would be too distracted, too uneasy with the fact that I had a disability, and she was proud of herself for coming to that insight. As you might imagine, I needed to count to 10 for a second, and then I thought, okay, that's pretty discriminatory and ableist and racist. So in a subtle way, I gave that back to her and said, okay, but with that reasoning, you could say the same thing, that my assessments would be compromised, so distracting and uncomfortable for the client when, I don't know, I wear a hijab. I'm black. I have double D boobs. I have on a short skirt and legs that go on for miles. Just anything that someone could possibly find different or distracting. I think she was picking up what I was putting down, that she was basically being fucking racist, ableist, and discriminating me to the point that I could sue her. I was still very much focused on getting the job and, you know, proving myself. But those were the kind of things that were asked, said, expected, that even though I got the degree, people would still be too uncomfortable around me for me to be actually good at my job. And I have to say, the opposite is true. Clients, co-workers, peers, pretty much anyone that's ever met me has said that I'm actually quite gifted and a talented therapist. Making people feel comfortable, I mean, growing up in a dysfunctional family where you are people pleaser, parentification person, surrounded by people with mood and personality disorders, yeah, it's a traumatic survival technique to be able to read the room, hear what's not being said, and I turned that into my skill. 
So it wasn't all bad. The only thing I had to now learn, I have discovered, is that my entire life I have spent making everyone else comfortable before I even start to consider if I'm comfortable. I realize now that I need to flip that script. I need to first make myself comfortable and only then start checking on other people. Like, are you comfortable? Are we good? Can we move on? Okay. And I mean, it's literally part of our job because who gets sent? Many get sent. But who goes to a therapist and is not tense or concerned or on edge over whatever reason? It's literally a crucial part of your job to be able to put people at ease. And like I said, I was actually very good at that. But yeah, the ableism of it all chipped away at my confidence. It chipped away at my already teeny tiny self-worth till there was pretty much nothing left. All the places I worked at, there was only one that treated me right. That I offered, I thought, hey, if that gets me in the door, I am willing to pit myself out. And they said, would you like us to? And I said, uh, no, why would I want you to take advantage of me? And she said, then we're not gonna. Any other person that we hire, we hire under the same conditions. We hire you expecting you to work for us, but hey, we don't know what's gonna happen. So why would we treat you any different? You're qualified, they're qualified, so you're equal. That people saved me because there was a time where I started to doubt my truth, that I thought that I was asking the impossible. They thankfully showed me it wasn't. Unfortunately, COVID royally screwed that up. Plus, it became less about the quality of care that we were providing and more about the numbers and making as much profit as was possible. That only strengthened my resolve that this is not how we should be treated. And apart from that, you know, I have so many friends in so many different branches of this sector, and they all say the same things. We are being ex because they expect us to just bend over and take it. Because the people that go in a caring profession are oftentimes people who come from dysfunctional family units. I mean, my family is beyond dysfunctional. Like, there was no functioning function in there. I think I was the sanest one of the bunch. Look how cracked I am. But that side note, I was told that all those things that made me unique made me undesirable. And now, partly due to astrology, I saw what gifts I'm given what that fire in me that I felt as a child and I tried to subdue for the vast majority of my life, what that was trying to tell me and now I'm leaning into it. Now I'm embracing it. I am one of a fucking kind. I am someone that you can literally spot from a mile away. Gonna own that shit now. And thankfully, we are now moving into the age of Aquarius. After 20 years in Capricorn, Pluto is now moving into Aquarius for the next 20 years. It's gonna do a little dance back into Capricorn later this year, but right around the time of our school, Scorpio suns, it's gonna bounce back into Aquarius and stay there for the next 20 years. Fun times ahead, peeps. Aquarius is all about the community, the future, hopes, dreams, vision, embracing your uniqueness, authentic living, sharing, and caring. And apparently, because it's Pluto and Pluto lusts on Earth, all things dirty and scandalous. And I mean, I'm a Scorpio, Pluto is my ruling planet. I love secrets and scandals and all that jazz because I think it's bullshit and people hide behind it and I'm all about the truth and I'm all about authenticity. So own your shit, baby. So apparently, these next coming years, we're gonna be hearing a lot of scandals people are gonna have to turn away from that elite lifestyle from that ableist point of view we're all gonna roll around in the mud together peeps we are gonna break down all these dysfunctional systems that disproportionately divide wealth power power to the people like genuinely the last time that was in aquarius the american and french revolution happened yeah some astrologers say that the elections won't happen, that something may happen, hopefully not all too violent, that it can delay, postpone, 
I mean, with Trump at the helm, he'll become the new Putin. Election? What's that? We're not gonna do that for the next 35 years. I think we could get a January 6th times 2 or 10. Y'all got like firearms 20 to a person or something by now? I don't know. Unhealthy amount anyway. So maybe y'all just kill each other. I don't know. Maybe Yellowstone finally pops. It's possible. I mean, the volcano in Iceland just blew, and that one had been dormant for 800 years. So, usually when one of them pops off, the rest follows because we're on the same planet. And and the tectonic plates are all connected. So when one shifts and activates a volcano, all the other ones feel it. Just, you know, fair warning. But yeah, it's an interesting time. Scary time. NATO already said that we basically should start prepping for war. So buckle up, buttercup. It is gonna be a bumpy ride for all of us. Backing up again on why I broke and what that means, especially, you know, concerning this channel and this podcast and why there won't be any Let's Review 2024 episodes in the near future. COVID pandemic had a lot to do with that too, as it stripped me of all my independence that I'd worked so hard to acquire. It made the covert ableism I had experienced my entire life in society very overt, with people basically screaming at you, no, I will not allow space for you. No, I won't take into account the fact that this airborne virus could be life-threatening to you. Keep my distance, test myself, wear a mask. And I wasn't even, if you don't want to get the vaccine, fine. But then stay the fuck away from me. Test yourself. Let me know whether or not you are positive so that I can then make a decision. But that apparently was too much to ask for a lot of people. Plus, they pretty much officially yelled at us just to go fuck off and die. And we're even postulating the possibility of rounding up all the people shoving us into bungalow parks and put a fence around it, pretty much making it an internment camp. And we were not allowed out, but they of course were allowed in. Because no one can deny you access to anything. That is like the definition of ableism. Like, I'm better than you, so I'm allowed to go anywhere and everywhere I please. But no, for you, that's too much hassle. So let's just keep you contained and far, far away from me. And I get to tell you what you get to do and what you can't. But I mean, this was an official proposal made by experts given to the government as a suggestion on how to handle the COVID pandemic. And I completely missed the outrage on that one. That, coupled with the inability to to have physical therapy, which is the only treatment that my disability requires. I burned out. I still kept working like 50-75%, but I never really got back to that 100, which for me was 24 hours. And afterwards, it became clear that it wasn't just that. I also needed to switch work environments, so I used that opportunity to go back and try once again to see if I could get back into child services. And finally, yes, I did. And I thought that that maybe would help me and that I would find my mojo again, but no. I ended up in this seriously dysfunctional work environment yet again. Bodies were treated as suggestions, which they did not listen to. Being gaslit, exploited once again. It ended with me getting what I deserved to get paid, seeing my education and expertise. But as I had become accustomed to, unfortunately, those contract negotiations ended with, well, all right, fine, we'll pay you the money, but next time we expect you to be more amenable. That kind of sets a tone. You are not awarding me anything that I didn't deserve, that I didn't work for, that I didn't earn. And this just sets the tone of, I am not happy with you. And also, like, 
trying to make me feel like I owe them for doing me a favor? Bitch, you were probably still underpaying me. You make money off of me, and as I understood, they made quite a shit ton of money off of people like us. Because somehow they could rent an entire floor of a four-star hotel and buy all the latest gadgets that no one knew how to operate. You can't tell me that you then do not make a lot of money off of us. Just saying. That's what I know for 100% that they stiffed me was that in the job application it said that you would be immediately awarded a permanent contract and not once, but twice, they stiffed me and gave me a year contract. So yes, the exploitation, ableism has existed throughout my entire educational and professional career and that coupled with an entire lifetime of that treatment. Ah, finally cracked. Although I do think in the end it was necessary. And a good thing. I mean, all in all, though I don't like the way it went, I do think that this was just Lady Universe's way of saying, oh honey, you can do so much better. Please do. Grant yourself that grace. Come on, you can do it. And, you know, I'm trying. Despite all of it and thanks to some very dear friends, I am still here and I finally, I think, got the memo that Lady Universe was sending me that I really needed to do something else and I still have a lot of unresolved shit to work out and I need to fucking step into my own power. Being the leading lady of my own life, stop trying to conform, stop trying to make myself smaller, invisible, although I was pretty much raised that that was what I was supposed to do because if I only work harder and if I get that degree, people will finally see me. People will finally vet me. But also, you know, don't make waves. Be quiet and, and don't stand out. And <laughs> last year, my therapist actually pointed that out to me where she said, so on the one hand, your mother taught you that you need to excel at everything that you do. But at the same time, she told you, don't make waves. Don't stand out. Try to conform. And she said, I'm not all that surprised that you found that disconcerting and confusing. Plus, I was literally, literally born to stand out. I'm not joking. If I'm walking, you can spot me from literally a mile away. Like, I can cosplay the fuck out of it, but you will still see that it's me because I just got that distinctive walk, people. And I was shamed over it and I was made to feel embarrassed about it. And I realize now, fuck that shit. I need to embrace all the uniqueness that I am and that I have because it is my power. It is my strength. Everything that I experienced, I learned so much from life and about people and also about what truly matters. I don't give a flying fart about money, but I give a fuck ton about justice and equality. Always the narrative was that if you just work really hard, you'll be successful and you'll get power and you get wealth. I mean, it wasn't until they pointed it out to me that I realized how interesting it is. People assumed that because of my disability, I'm unable to work full time. I can only work part-time 24 hours. They all assumed that I got compensated for the hours I could not work due to my disability because my peers without a disability are able to work 32, 36, 40 hour work weeks. I can't because of my disability. And as you might imagine, that comes with a different kind of pay slip. And for me, it was like, in what universe would that actually happen? And then they reminded me in this one, because when you're not born with it, and it quite possibly might be Maybelline, you get full compensation. Once you started working and you fall ill to, to whatever reason, you get compensated. Like I shit you not. If you work, you fall ill permanently, they will compensate you for the hours you lost. And when they said that to me and they said, well, I assume that you had that too. 
I said, no. Now I'm like, yes, they should have done that because I fucking worked for my education and I will never be able to climb out this financial hole that I was born into because of my disability. I will always be on a lower playing field than you. And I think that is what's so fucked up. I worked to the max of my capabilities and yet I would never achieve the same level of success because of that. And on the one hand, I can understand like we're not going to compensate you for work they didn't do. On the other hand, I'm like, therefore you trap us no matter how high of an education we get no matter if we give it our absolute fucking all or die trying we will always live below you and that perfectly matches up with how it really truly is but then the narrative shouldn't be if you work your hardest and do your most and give your all you will be successful you will be wealthy you will be on top of the world because apparently even if i give my all i will never get there and with me many because like i said having a disability can be quite similarly in how you get treated when you are a person of color a woman i mean the entire system is an ableist racist system that only uplifts a very small certain part of humanity of which a lot of us are not a part of and again i don't care about the money i don't care about the status of it all but i care about the justice and the equity of it all because what broke me was giving it my all and having to realize that no matter how hard i work no matter how much of myself i sacrifice or give i will never be good enough for you that thought was quite depressing as you might imagine which kind of gave me a small identity crisis. Like, what did I just spend the last 20 years of my life on? I could have just stayed at the bottom and did things I actually enjoyed, lived my best life, which is now kind of the attitude that I'm taking. Like, I hope at some point I will actually start doing work that I enjoy and that, that I can earn a living and get some more financial breathing room because that's basically it. Because I got that financial independence and I gotta say, literally, you breathe easier. You sleep better. It's not a constant worry on your mind. Like, now, now, having fallen back down the ladder to minimum, a little above minimum, currently still a little above minimum wage, but that can change in the next few months, be dropped all the way down, thus meaning that the past 20 years were a waste of time, energy, and a lot of money, and then didn't earn me anything. Because there is not much that I will say that I have earned in this lifetime, because there's only so much as a person that you can actually earn, but this, I think I've earned. Especially considering that for anyone else who isn't born with it, you do give them this compensation and in so many ways society has screwed me over exploited me i think i've earned this for all the hard work that i did just to give me some breathing room while i heal while i work on myself until i get back in the game and hopefully now in a way that it won't destroy me where i can still pay it forward but it doesn't have to be at the expense of my own well-being my own happiness my own freedom and that's why i decided that I should go to therapy. Yes, a therapist going to therapy. We are still human, you know, and especially when we notice that something is causing us difficulties, we should go to therapy. So I decided to sign up and I'm about to start after nine months on the waiting list. Jesus. But it's an therapy treatment. It's a year-long treatment and the first 18 weeks, it's three days a week and then it's scaled down to two days a week. Yeah, you could say that that's intense. I mean, it's individual therapy, it's group therapy, 
it's family therapy, so it's going to be a whole lot of a lot, and I'm thinking about maybe doing podcast episodes about that, but I'm not sure. It really fully depends on what the experience is like, if I want to share at all what I'm going to share, because I don't really know what to expect in the first place. Not really, especially not knowing what it's going to do to me, and therefore the channel is going to be a little quieter than I think you've been used to seeing in the past year, but I truly hope that finally now getting proper therapy, finally now working on those things that I've struggled with for so long and resolving those, healing from those, frees me, will be liberating so that I can finally, finally start living my life for me because I realized I wasn't living my life according to my wishes, my dreams, my hopes that I'd had for the kind of life I'd wanted. And Oddly enough, with astrology, seeing the talents, the struggles, the life's purpose that it described for me, I started to remember things from my past. And I started to remember who I was before I got so filled with shame and fear and rejection. Like, even though the last year was one of the worst years of my life, simultaneously, I've been the happiest I've ever been. And I think if there's ever a sign that you're on the right path, I think that's it. I will never say that it is easy to pretty much have your midlife crisis, turn your life around and realize that you spent 20 years of your life working towards a goal. And then when you finally reached it, oh, wait, shit, that wasn't it? Crap. I try to see it as it still had its function. I learned a lot. I became a therapist and I really do in some way, shape or form want to continue using that skill. That's why I started this podcast, because I was trying to unify all the things that I love. And up until now, I have been unable to find an expression of all of those things combined in my life and still have it benefit me in some way, shape, or form because it, it taught me a lot. I think, if anything, becoming a therapist also allowed me to finally understand a lot of shit about myself. It was actually quite validating to learn that the things that I experienced would qualify under parentification, emotional neglect, gaslighting. Learning that made me realize that it wasn't just me. Same when other people validated my experience. Because that's what gaslighting causes. It causes you to start doubting yourself. And my education helped me. Plus, it made me realize that I was a cycle breaker and not just a black sheep in the family. And also really learn and pay it forward the techniques and the strategies that can help you deal with those kinds of traumas. And saying like, oh yeah, see, no, it wasn't just you. There really was something wrong there. And throughout the years, just I met the best friends I could ever want in this field, both in college and and in the places I worked, because it wasn't all bad. Management just always sucked ass. But my coworkers were awesome. They did see me and didn't just see a disability. And, you know, even sometimes I changed their perspective. And they said, well, I never actually met anyone like you, especially not in this work field. And that's one of the things that I'd hoped to change. And unfortunately now, people in similar situations that I was in when I was younger, the road to where I was able to go to college, where I was able to even become a therapist, is now, I think made impossible due to the way that they've shaped our financial and educational system. And I'd hope that by showing that it can be done, that even with a physical 
disability, you can still be a value. You can still be an equitable partner if only they would see us. And I thought getting a university degree more than anything would show that because I was the first person in my entire family to go to college, let alone university. But like in my family, so is it in society. They don't give a fuck because they inherently just don't see you for you. And I am done trying to prove myself. I am done trying to get your approval. I want to live my life the way that makes me happy. And if while doing that, I help other people, win-win. But I've spent 35 years of my life trying to please everyone around me, only now learning that while I was focused on making everyone else comfortable with my uniqueness, I denied myself. Plus, I was never comfortable. I'm, I'm working on fixing that, trying to find my peeps. And, and they are out there. Like I said, I've made some very good friends along the way. But Lord have mercy, it was not easy and it has not been easy. And like I said, this coming year probably won't be easy either. Kind of hard to reinvent yourself, whatever age you are. But it's never too late. So though I'm a little anxious for what's about to come, at the same time, I know I need it. I want it. So I have no idea what part of it I'll be able or willing to share with all of you. I just thought that I will throw this out there. One, to let you know that yes, you can be a therapist and still need therapy. If anything, please do because there's no shame in it. If anything, it's a sign of courage and strength that you acknowledge that you're still struggling and that you need help. And also sharing your story might actually help someone else. Many people's stories have helped me over the years. And I think particularly watching Hannah Gatsby's Nanette last year moved me to my core, especially the part like what I wouldn't have given to hear a story like mine. And throughout my life again and again, I have never heard a story like mine. And co-workers of mine have said I've never met anyone like in the workplace. And that's a shame. If people would just make a little room for us, would see us, we all together could make such a beautiful, loving, kind society. Call me naive, but I still believe that embracing our differences, learning and listening to each other's stories is the way that we as a species evolve and survive. I think that's the only way. So call me a dreamer. I like to call myself a realist. And, and I had to be real with myself and say, you need some therapy, honey. Go get it. So I did. I will. I am. And I'm at least going to try and do Stargate because that's one of the few things that still truly brings me joy. And I, just, I love that show. Plus, it also allows me to talk about a shit ton of other crap because it so beautifully touches upon these awesome, awesome topics. And I, like I said, I do think that my perspective as a woman, as someone with a disability, as a therapist, I got some little extra extra to add to it hope if not at least you know with my dry wit get a chuckle here and there i don't know i'm just seeing it up as i go <laughs> and you know like i said i have no fucking clue what will happen i the only thing i know is that i will continue posting every thursday about the two broke girls because that show just really always makes me laugh i recognize so much of myself in max and see where this goes maybe pop out a review here and there and just if you've been along for the ride thank you hope you stick around for this next chapter even though as of yet i'm not quite sure what it'll look like but who knows i'm all about sharing and caring and and talking about all the uncomfortable things so i think you can expect me back sooner or later in whatever way shape or form hell maybe i even start doing more astrology because like i said that's really saved me in the past year just realizing that there's so much to learn from that to glean from that it was a nice reminder that we're all here with our own unique purpose and with our own unique skills and talents and reasons and that we have a lot to offer if we just see beauty and all that it entails and that more importantly that we're all connected so with that i'm signing off and i hope to see you back here for some more of whatever we will see it's a mystery for you and for me 